Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And today, folks, I am stepping in for Caleb Lynn as your host, and I've decided to change it up a little bit because I can, because I'm the host. It is not Lynn Sanity this week. It is Shadow Sanity. Wow. Yes. He's gone. Wow. <laughs> I'm taking it over. This is my show. <laughs> but in all serious, and in all serious, different. In all seriousness, I just want to appreciate uh, Caleb Lynn and Alex Burr, uh, our great editor and producer, uh, uh, for giving me this opportunity to host this podcast. I'm very excited. It's my first host, uh, my my first host uh, role here. Uh, so far um, in the year over year that we've done this. And I'm glad to be joined by my two friends, Zachary Griffith and J.D. Hall. Gentlemen, regular guests on the Linsanity podcast or Linsanity podcast. How are we doing? A little battleground uh, on Linsanity here. Yeah, yeah. Roll, we're just taking it over. Role reversal. I like it. I do, too. I think it was meant for meant to be this. <laughs> yeah, we don't need we don't need that bum anymore. We don't need that bum. No, he's all he does is get dunked on anyway. So we don't. That's win. right. <laughs> You're gonna hear be- way better takes from me. Wink, wink. <laughs> all right, before we get started, fellas, if you are listening, don't be afraid to review, subscribe, leave a five star review. Tell us what you want to hear. We are here for the people. We are here to be outlandish. We'll give you what you want. Just. Subscribe, review, or leave a five star. That's all. Let's go, baby. All right, guys. We are now into the second round of the NBA playoffs. Here yeah. on the Shaddy Sanity podcast, we have two series that we're running. So we have Brooklyn and Milwaukee, who are one game into their series so far, uh, with Brooklyn winning 115 to 107. And, uh, what do we think about that game? We'll get to that. Game two is currently going on. Uh, Brooklyn holds a lead. Uh, so we'll see how that game plays out. Uh, the other series we have, we have is in the West. That. We know how that we, play we, out. We know how, we know how that'll we play out. We do. Yeah, no AB. That's right. <laughs> but in the West, we have Denver and Phoenix, who uh, tips off tonight. Very excited about that game. Yeah. I think all of us are excited about that game. So not a game has been played yet. So we're going to do a little preview uh, before the game tips off. So we're pretty excited about that. But first, we're going to talk about the East. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, game one. Early drama. James Harden goes out in the first minute of the game. Tight hamstring, one that he's been dealing with this season. Guys, Harden's out for game two, already been announced. How does this impact the series moving forward? And JD, let's start with you, my good sir. It doesn't. I've said all all year, the only team they need to be fully healthy against is Philly. I agree. I still feel the same way. I agree. I still feel the same way. Everybody else in the East – they can have one of those guys missing and still win. 
Katie and any combination will win. It's let's true. just say that. It's true. But let's. But y'all know I gotta talk about my favorite point guard to watch in the, my favorite person to watch in the NBA is Kyrie Irving. And oh my gosh. Did he not put on a show like I said he would versus Drew Holiday? This it, it's it's not affected at all. You can put whoever you want on either one of these guys. It will not affect anything in this series. Brooklyn wins easy. It's not going more than five or six games. Six, six will be the furthest that it go. Interesting. Zach, how Listen. does Harden missing uh, uh, Harden's injury impact the series? Listen, first off, this is just one of the most bizarre beginnings to a game I've ever seen. <laughs> because we're talking like 47 seconds in, the Bucks on a fast break, and then it just cuts to James Harden walking off, walking in the locker room. It's like, what the? I texted Bryce and uh, Caleb. I was like, what the fuck is going on? We it's, didn't, it's true. It's true. He did. Because we didn't see, like, <clears throat> we didn't see him get hurt. We didn't see what happened. It was just like James Harden's walking off and he's, he's gone. And then they think, you know, Jerry Greenberg's like, Yo, James Harden is no longer at the arena. He's in the hospital getting an MRI. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell just happened? But I'm kind of with JD. They, not only, I mean, listen, I'm with him. Any combination of with Durant and somebody else, you're fine. We've seen it his whole career. I just think this team has plenty, I mean, plenty of experience this season without Harden. Plenty of experience. I don't know how many games, but, God, a lot. I think there's going to be, it affects it from this standpoint. I don't think it affects the outcome. I think the Nets are going to win either way, but, more playmaking duties are going to be on Kyrie because Harden's the main he's the main playmaker on this team. Yeah, he's the, he's the ball handler. Yeah. Kyrie had eight assists in game one. Uh, that's two more than a season average. I just – I honestly – and the benches, the benches aren't even close, which I don't get because during the season, Milwaukee had a pretty nice bench. And then that, I think that's where losing DiVincenzo comes in play because then you have to play Jeff Teague and he just – he sucks. Ouch. I got a take on Jeff Teague later, but um, I I don't think it affects the series that much. I really don't because I, I think Brooklyn was going to win anyway. I would probably go the other way if they didn't ha- already have a bunch of experience without him this year. But since they do, and they were awesome without him, they're gonna they're gonna be fine. And I don't think that's an indictment on Harden saying they're gonna be good without him i think that's just how good the nets are i don't know you love i I, you know i love indicting harden you know i love it yeah but in all seriousness this is an indictment on him because (laughs) because they're just that good they can afford to lose james harden and not miss a beat sure sure i mean it's super impressive uh to do what they did i mean there was a point in the game where i think we thought the bucks were kind of turning the corner after harden went out and uh they kind of went on a little roll but Brooklyn settled in. They, they didn't go hard enough. The Bucks didn't go hard enough. No, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, and, I mean, and I think there's a reason why for that, and we're going to get to it later. Should have gone for the throw as soon as he went to the locker room. I they, did not they see a turning of the corner. Honestly, okay. to be completely sure. honest, I said it when, when me and Caleb did it before. Brooklyn only need one stop. That's all they need to win. Yeah, it's a it's a five point swing. Cause, cause, uh, I it mean, could be a five point swing just like that. 
you need to stop Brooklyn. Brooklyn only need one stop. You have to stop Brooklyn multiple times. Brooklyn only need one stop. That's just how powered they are. And then you match it with the energy and the competitiveness that I said was going to happen in this series. You got to think about this, man. Well, let me ask you guys this then. Besides Kyrie and KD, who obviously were fantastic in game one, how did they overcome the Harden loss with their role players, especially Blake Griffin, who that's who I said. That's who I said. I mean, mean, what is it? 2014? What is guys? Talk to me, Zach. Talk to me. What what happened in game one with these role players? Well, look, I'm gonna push it to JD first because he's been on the Blake Griffin train ever since. Fair enough. Fair enough. Tried to tell. Give it to us, JD. I tried to tell everybody, man. It was one thing to want out of Detroit, but Blake had already shown that he still had it. But this was my biggest thing. And I told, I said it right before the series started. You have to understand, Blake Griffin was one of those guys before, right? He was up there in top-notch guys yes. as in a superstar. All NBA. He, he has an ego. You not finna sweep him and he forget about it, Giannis. Milwaukee is a target. They swept him a couple years ago and he bust his butt just to still be swept. He came back with two broke knees pretty much. Still gave Giannis a hard time. And, and they and they still were swept. Bruce Brown was on that team. These guys coming in and they remember that. You not JD, finna sit here hold on, and JD. take advantage. You need to apologize to Bruce Brown. I did. I did. I did. Okay. I did. Right. And I could I apologize 10 more times. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, I'm sorry. I didn't even know that you was this guy. You the most famous Brown in the NBA right now. Over Shannon now? Over oh, no, it was I, I gave him Sterling. No, see, or Sterling, we Sterling, we, sorry. We don't call Jalen Brown Jalen Brown. That's JB. Oh, that's that, JB. That, that's JB. You know. You know when you that man, you 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 don't have to go by your full name. You Sterling don't hear Brown. It. Sterling Brown. It's a full name basis again. Full name. That's not Sterling, but Bruce Brown is just Bruce. That that's just Bruce. Bruce is a baller. And one thing that him and Blake Griffin did, they took that animosity and they remember that sweep and they came in with some energy that I felt like it was unmatched on everything they wanted. To to do Blake Griffin making diving steals. I haven't seen that since Kawhi did it. Blake Griffin with a diving steal. Yeah. Blake Griffin going over the top of Giannis for multiple 18 and 14. 18 and 14. And, and what what did we say about him? We don't need him to be Blake Griffin of old. Just be a threat on the floor. Blake Griffin said, give me the ball. I'm I'm gonna hit two threes in the first quarter to set the tone. Now you now you can't help off of me. Kyrie and KD gonna get to the rim. Bruce Brown gonna slash. And then what he do in the third quarter? I'ma hit you with two more. I'ma hit you with two more. Oh yeah. Oh, now you gonna jump out here? Let me go to the rim and show you what I why I became Blake Griffin. Yeah, still can jump. Yeah. And then Bruce Brown was just Bruce Brown that we seen all season. I mean, these two guys alone. We're not going to talk about Landry Shamit taking some ball handling duties away from um, Kyrie and letting Kyrie be able to just still be the salt walker that he is. But these two guys alone, their energy was unmatched. The the, I think that because they feel like they got so much to prove, 
with just this team alone, it's no way that that Brooklyn loses. It's no way. Yeah. Well, let me let me say this on Blake because you know I thought it was cute. Everybody was saying he was washed, and it's like first off, this guy plays in Detroit. So how do we really know? Because Detroit sucks. And number two, Blake Griffin's weird because he was the most athletic player in the NBA at one point. And since the athleticism is gone, everybody's like, well, he's just not the same guy. Well, no shit. No shit. <laughs> this guy's really obvious. Just because he's not dunky anymore doesn't mean he's washed. And like, besides Kyrie, probably the best passer on this Nets team. I don't think that's too uh, far fetched. Joe Harris isn't bad. No, he's not. I, I, I think Blake Griffin easily the second best. Just yeah. because, as, as you stated, that athleticism was one thing people always worried about. So back then, he was just fan-tuning little small skills. The and skills are still there. When, when Chris Paul was hurt, remember, he was giving the team, I, I believe, like 23, 9, and 7 assists. Yeah. You take that and put him around these kind of guys, Zach. I mean, Joe Harris was knocking down whatever he wanted to put up. Eight assists. I mean, this Easy. team, man, and they, like I said, they all feel like they got something to prove. Everybody on this team feel like they got something to prove. Which is, I think, pretty unique because this team, they could easily be like, oh, we're getting to the finals. We got KD, yeah. we got Kyrie, we got James. Yeah. We're going to the finals. They're going every game full throttle. Oh, they're besides going that hard. one Celtics game. The undermentioned part of the Blake Griffin acquisition was this guy's been in a ton of big games, three game sevens that I could think of off the top of my head. Playoffs pretty much every year besides the last couple of years in Detroit. Yeah. It's like the forgotten years. Loads of big games. He was like a top eight player in the league like six years ago. He, it was a battle between best power four for a good three, four years, him at 80. Yeah. And that's just. He had an outstanding game. I don't know if you're going to get 18 points again, but if he can keep the hustle plays up and do all the little things. Well, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now, Zach. Uh, Blake Griffin uh, has started the game uh, into bottom half of the second quarter. He's got seven points, three of four from the field, six rebounds. He's turning back the clock, I guess. Let me tell you. Very impressive. Blake don't need to average the 18. No, he doesn't. He will walk to 15 nightly. I can he see will, it. Yeah. He will walk to 15 nightly just because this it, right now Brooklyn is making the game not only easy for them to play, it's becoming so fun to watch. How answer this. I watched me and my pops was watching, and this was like two plays in a row. They swing passing, right? It went from Kevin Durant to Carrie Irving. And guess who took the shot both times? Joe Harris, wide open. Yeah. This, this is just swinging the ball. This isn't a Golden State where it's from KD to Steph to Clay. All right, it's not a lot of you back hand, screens. You, you hitting Iggy in the corner. No. This is simply dribble penetration, Blake on the down screen cut. I mean, Bruce Brown, oh. the down screen cut. He tossed it out from Blake to Katie to Kyrie. And you found an open. Joe Harris, one of the most efficient shooters in the NBA with nobody within 10 feet of him. They, they lost Joe Harris so many times. I mean, look, he's not the best three-point shooter. We Curry's the best. But percentage-wise, this year, Joe Harris was the best. How do you lose that guy? 
How do you lose him? <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess it's the strategy of make somebody else beat you. And I don't know that Joe Harris is the guy to choose. But uh, uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about Milwaukee here for, for a minute. Wait, wait. Milwaukee moving Can forward. Can I tap on that same thing you just mentioned, though? What? That's That's been Milwaukee problem the last three, four years. They don't want to give up the two. They going to give up the three. Yeah, which is silly. Which is so to the especially best three-point shooting percentage-wise guy. Right. Milwaukee, moving forward. How does game one impact them moving forward, knowing what we know now? Uh, obviously, pretty heavily. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think? Give, give me your thoughts on that. Zach, well, give it to me. Bryce, you and I have done the Jeff Teague thing, and it's no fun. It's no fun at all. No, it's not. And I'm glad it, I'm glad it worked out for Atlanta though. They're they're forced to play Jeff Teague because Divincenzo's out. Here's my take on Jeff Teague that I was hinting to earlier. Mm. Jeff Teague is the worst guy left in the playoffs getting minutes. Wow. On any team. On any team. On any team. I can't think Wait. of a guy worse than Jeff Teague. Who so, you play, Javon Carter or Jeff Teague? I play. I would. Carter. I would take. I would take Carter actually. I, I, okay. I would okay. Too. Here's I one would for too. you. I just said that. <laughs> I would too. I was just here, asking. Here you go, Zach. Here, here's a guy that gets five minutes. Who got five minutes a game in the Denver Blazers series? <clears throat> Vlatko Kankar. Well, <laughs> let me modify. Guys, getting over like fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting like serious minutes. Not garbage time. Get, give me, Fair enough. Give me, give me, give me car this year. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, when we were doing a battleground beginning of the season, JD absolutely called it on Jeff Teague. Hey, you know who didn't? Who didn't call it? Caleb, Caleb Lynn. Caleb Lynn. Caleb, Caleb Lynn, the host of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, not the Shady Sanity Podcast. Uh, yeah, he thought that was going to be a great move. Boy, did that come back and bite him. Caleb Just Lynn. completely embarrassed by Jeff Teague. Uh, but, Bryce, you're not off the hook here because your boy Pat oh. Connaughton. Oh, Three points on. in 20 minutes. Oh, come on. You were acting like they're not going to miss DiVincenzo. Let me tell you, Bryce, you missed DiVincenzo, number one, because of his defense. Number two, because of his off-ball movement. And number three, awesome. because you don't want to play Jeff fucking Teague. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take it on that one. I'll take it on the chin with that one. I'll take it on Connaughton. Pat Connaughton, three points in 20 minutes. Miserable bad. defense to it's accompany bad. that. Bryn Forbes. I questioned, if you remember, Bryce, last week, I questioned whether or not he'd have an impact on this series because... Milwaukee really got lucky that Miami was playing a reason Iguodala because they were able to hide Bryn Forbes on defense. Yeah. You can't do can't that. Now. Can't now. Can't now. And no. it showed and in it, game it, one. Yeah, you can't you can't expect the same shooting either. No. Uh, for, from the first series. So Well, Bryce, five points in 22 minutes. Shooter. Yeah, it's bad. He's just not going <laughs> to get the same looks. No, he's not. And JD's going to love this. Chris Middleton sucked. 13 points. Listen, listen. Six for 23, <laughs> 0 for 5 from behind listen. the arc. Listen, people always think I hate Chris Middleton. I don't hate uh, Chris Middleton. Yes, yes, you do. I just I don't Chris think Middleton. he can be your second guy, and you win. Well, he you wasn't. Don't. He wasn't even their fourth guy on on uh, Saturday because <laughs> I think Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday both outscored. Well, him. we got a little foreshadowing there uh, to come later on in this topic, uh, maybe in our uh, overreaction uh, segment to come. So, just a little foreshadow there for you guys. But here's my one last thought. I've always been a big believer that game two is the most important game in the series because 
if you go down 2-0, especially if you're the road team, <clears throat> your your chances of winning diminish Slow. by a lot. And if you win the game, you're tied, and the rest of the series changes. Bucks, especially to the Nets, you can't go down 0-2. If you go down 0-2, you're, I think you're in serious danger of getting swept to the to the Nets. And Brooke Lopez, you got to force Steve Nash to play DeAndre Jordan. You got to eat Claxton alive. I don't know why you're not posting up. JD, before before the show started, I was telling Bryce, Brooke, my, my hate with Brooke Lopez is how he's just stretched his game to the three-point line when the whole past decade, he was one of the best post players in the league. Yeah. And he when just he totally got away from it. It was from being a post player. Yeah. And who could shoot. Who could shoot? But that wasn't the main part of his game, and now exactly. it is, which is a, a, a tragedy. Yeah. They and have it such like a more valuable now. They have <laughs> such a clear advantage down low because who the fuck is going to guard him in the post? Yeah, he scored three plays straight, I believe. Drew went to him. Drew and Middleton went to him like three plays straight, and then they and just stopped. Scored. They just stopped yeah. doing it. Yeah, they put KD on him, and I think the length made him think he couldn't use his body anymore. I really can't give a real answer there. I don't know. And here's here's my final thought on on this series. Mike Budenholzer. Uh, look, I wasn't as hard on him last year as some were. I agreed that playing the starters conservative minutes was really dumb. But for the most part, I just thought he got out coached by Eric Spolstra. Uh, I am totally off the Bud train now, and here's why. He pulled the starters with four minutes left in the game. The game was not out of reach. Like you could little run here and you you could do something. Brooklyn did not score after he pulled the starters. Yeah, I don't care if the Nets weren't trying. I really don't care. The game was still within reach and Bud said, fuck it, we're done. It's really embarrassing. And you know what? If he gets fired, that's fine with me because pulling the starters with four minutes left in a game that isn't over is embarrassing. I mean, for me, I think the most important game for the Bucs is game three. Because there was no way I I, I didn't see them winning the first two games on Brooklyn for at all just because Brooklyn got so much to prove. But I did think game three was going to be huge for them because if they can't win game three, don't even try for game four. But they need the, – the must-need is game three to show that not only can you win, but you, you can protect your home floor. That way you kind of feel positive about possibly stealing one from them. But realistically speaking, I, I don't care if they win one or two games at home. They're not seeing a seven game. Oh. <clears throat> Anybody I mean, that think they one. can is blind. I'll say that. Well, Milwaukee in game one, uh, they couldn't buy shots down the stretch. No. Uh, they end up shooting 20% exactly from three-point range. <laughs> Just god-awful, god-awful. It, it was bad. Chris Middleton was 6-23. Zach, I believe you mentioned that. My boy uh, Kyrie got a block on Middleton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did. I did see that. 20% from three. That's like bit block. fucking Goga Batazzi shooting every three on your team. It's bad. It's not good. I mean, obviously Giannis did did Giannis things. TJ. Um, 
Yeah, you know, PJ Tucker was, was lackluster. Middleton lackluster. Brooke Lopez only attempted one three, Zach. Good. Uh, so there you go. Drew Holiday, two of seven from three. Bryn Forbes, one of five. Just an all-around bad shooting game from three for Milwaukee. Guys, I, do you think they can pick it up uh, and get themselves back in positions to win some games, steal some from the Nets here? They they they, they gonna to. shoot better. They can shoot better. Do I think they win shooting better? I give them a game, maybe two, but they you're not going past six games. I don't care. Listen, these guys can shoot sixty percent for the whole game. One of these games, I still think they will lose that game. Shooting that well, I still think they will lose. They can't guard Brooklyn. The P.J. Tucker, I've seen somebody say P.J. Tucker was doing a good job. Let me tell you something. He was. Zach, I three, said he could guard Kevin Durant. He can make listen, life hard no, on him. No, no, he can't. Three plays, yes, he can. in, a, three plays in the first quarter is cute. It's yeah. 48 minutes He was getting hyped. He was clapping I real hard. Stop him. It three, was cute. Three, three plays in the first quarter is cute. I like it. Do whatever it is for you to feel that way. When I say Kevin Durant... Literally looked at him one play. I knew he was about to attack him. As soon as he caught the ball, he just stared at P.J. Tucker for like two seconds. I said, oh, this is a dead man walking. He, every move that he even faked, P.J. went for it. Knocked knocked down easy two-point jump. And the rest of the game, he did it. Kyrie. Kyrie missed Drew up so bad, they said, let's try Giannis. We all know how that story was going in. You couldn't put Giannis on him or Kevin Durant and think you going to succeed. Well, and they this. they I mean, both missed him up. They're playing zone right now. Game two is going on right now. They're playing a the zone. The Bucks are. Yeah, let's go Joe Harris. 30-point oh, yeah, night. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, good luck stopping that three-point shooting then. Joe Harris, 30-point night. But, but let me ask you guys this then. I mean, is it fair for me to say, okay, I want to see Giannis on Kevin Durant. You want to be the MVP. You want to be the guy of the NBA. You want to go win a Absolutely championship. Fair. This is an assignment that you have to take. Whether you stop him or not, you have to take it. Am Absolutely I wrong? fair. No, no, you couldn't be wrong. There's no wrong and Well, that is a wrong answer if you don't say no, you're not wrong for that. I mean, what did we call for last year and the year before? We want to see Giannis. We want to see Giannis guard Kawhi. We want to see him guard him? Jimmy. He just guarded Jimmy, right? We yeah. say he did a pretty good job. Jimmy I think took he did too, a good job. Jimmy took too many shots. Um, but Giannis did a good job, right? I, why, yes. Why not go guard the other team best player again? Unless... What I've been saying anyway, KD knows he can kill Giannis. He's been doing it for years, going back to in Golden State. When they went to Milwaukee, he came up on the uh came up the right side and hoo, hoo, and he went right in for an easy little finish. KD knows he can miss Giannis. And I think because Giannis is aware. KD can mix them up. I think Giannis' competitive nature on the defensive end when it comes to Kevin Durant goes away. I think so it's a mental kinda, game is what you're saying. I think – now, don't get me wrong. He can't stop him regardless. But I think no. he's already in that mindset of knowing he can't. So he kind of a little fearful to try. 
Sure. Zach, what do you think about uh, should Giannis uh, step up and take the assignment on Kevin Durant? He absolutely should, and I don't think the Bucks have a choice because, look, one thing I didn't take into account when saying P.J. Tucker could match up with Kevin Durant, the series I was referencing happened two and three years ago. <laughs> and PJ Tucker is like 37, 36. Uh, yeah, he's old. He's up there. So I forgot to take that into account. You're talking about when Golden State beat Houston when Kevin Durant went down the remaining four games? That series and uh, 2018 uh, conference finals. I thought PJ Tucker did a. Yeah, he was their best defender against him. He was definitely better than Ariza. But. I don't think Giannis has a choice. I don't think the Bucks have a choice. Now, the question is, will Bud do it? Or will Bud just say, fuck it, we're done, and quit, like he did last game? But they don't, they don't have a choice, because then otherwise, what are you looking at? Middleton can't do it. Holiday's too small. And they put Drew Holiday on him. That's when embarrassing. They, I, it, was, it was like two plays. They had Giannis on they had Giannis on Kyrie and Drew on KD, and literally KD posted up at the top of the key and literally just looked over him and dumped the ball to Bruce Brown and shot over him. I said, you know what? They, if they do this, it's reminiscent of Golden State versus the Pelicans years well, ago. Do you guys remember, I think it was the Celtics-Bucks series two years ago, Kyrie's last year with the Celtics. They put Kyrie on Giannis? Yeah. Well, Kyrie took the matchup. What is him and well, JB. Then it's his fault. But I just <laughs> Giannis has to guard him. I'm with you guys. Uh, he has to step up if he's you know if he's really the MVP. He's got to step up. I just don't. Unfortunately, it don't you know, it's nothing. No, it doesn't matter who guards Kevin Durant. It's just no, it showing doesn't. that it's just showing that he's willing to take the challenge, which you will always accept somebody willing to take the challenge. Yeah. And because it's something that we really need Giannis to do. It's not just a thing of Especially with James Harden's out. You you wanna know something, and I think that if Milwaukee was smart, they'd do this. I would use Giannis and PJ Tucker to trap KD at the half court every time he bring the ball up. Every time he bring the ball up, just trap him. Interesting, interesting strategy. Well, do something different because well, you're on, like, you're on like pace you to get swept. Like you kind of gotta use Giannis in the way of just exert him defensively on nothing but traps when Kyrie and KD got the ball. Like you have to live with. Blake Griffin going, taking more shots. Joe Harris taking more shots. Because with Kyrie and KD already being efficient the way that they are, you want to limit them to their shot attempts. Do the best that you can to just trap all out. And that's why I'm with you that Philly is going to be a good matchup for them because you've got two of the See, top no, five. No. no, let me finish. Wait, right? no, we need to stop with that. No, why? We need to what? stop with that. And no. is not healthy. That, that series, it will be no, over no. in five and, or no. six. And, and, B, no. and, B, and B look good. I think Doc Rivers just was ah. a terrible coach into the last five minutes look, of the game. You, I'm with JD because I've been high think, in the Sixers think, all year. I, I think Doc was a bad coach for the first 43 minutes of the game. Listen, they have two of the top 
six perimeter defenders, Thibault and Simmons, and to a much, much, much lesser degree. Defensive player of the year in Ben Simmons. I agree. Yeah, it sure looked like it on Sunday, didn't it? Hold on. Sure hold on. When like he was it. on Trey hold Young, Trey was hold doing on. shit. Hold on. He 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 stopped Trey Young. Yeah. He he, did. he he stopped Trey Young. The problem was Danny Green. Bogdanovich was able to get any shot he wanted versus these guys. Yeah. And that's that's not our series to take. I'm not gonna No, say it's that. not. It's not. I, I, I'm not gonna say nothing, but we'll we'll get to it on the battleground. We'll get to it on the battleground. I know. Oh it's yeah, not our we will. Series. We will, JD. I know it's not our series, but Kevin Herter, uh, the last three minutes of the game looked like Clown. he just saw the conference for the first time. He was absolutely terrified. Look, look, we save it for power hour. That's the deal. <laughs> you don't want to impede. Okay. All right. Guys, it's time for a reaction segment on this series here. Uh, I have an interesting one. I think I know what you guys are going to go with, but I think it's interesting to discuss. My overreaction for this series if they lose, if the Bucks lose this series in a uh, in a dominant fashion, they lose. They absolutely get dominated. Chris Middleton is going on the trade block immediately. JD, talk to me. Like it? Yes? No? No, he loves it. Don't 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 sit there with a straight face, JD. You yeah, love look it. at that smile. We don't get the JD <laughs> smile that often, listen, but boy, we got it right listen, now. Listen. I, I like Chris Middleton with Giannis. Don't get me wrong. No, you don't. No, you I don't. really do. But I think <laughs> I think that because it's not a player in place to like be better than him. Then, yeah, I'm not. I'm not upset about. It. I think I think Chris Middleton could be great on Portland. Portland. So so give me a give me a package then, JD. Give McCollum me a sign and trade. Absolutely. Interesting. I don't hate that actually. Move, move yeah. Norm Powell back down to the two. Chris Milton at the three. Yeah, get I, a little more defense help. I, I like it that way. Now you got. Ooh, I don't. Now hate you that. got Drew, CJ, Giannis. Yeah. I like. Okay. I, okay. But you know, man, that I don't think that I don't think the NBA ready to let somebody like me in yet. Cause I'm too smart for this. I'm too logical. <laughs> Why would wow. Milwaukee say yes to that, Alex Burr? Because CJ McCollum's uh, a more reliable scorer. Oh, we got a mailbag coming in, Zach. Uh, uh, AB. Oh, 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 here, here goes the Bucks fan now. Oh, you want a mailbag, Bryce? <laughs> are, are those AB's Bucks? Are those AB's Bucks now? Let, you want a listen, mailbag, Bryce? Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something when it when it come to uh anything AB say. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. You know how like in school. When the hallways crowded and everybody bumping into you and stuff, and you you literally don't don't care unless it's one of those where you just end up spinning backwards from that. That's everything. AB is he just gonna keep he just gonna keep trying to bump into you. It's like the knock on your door you won't respond to. That's all. Hey, don't don't take none that AB say as serious. We we seen every time he say something about a playoff matchup or anything like that, what happens? His 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 bucks is going down the drain. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, AB right now praying that they can win Game Three or Four. Uh, wow. let, let's 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 take it out because we know what he does to his teams when they go down 0-2. His Raptors know best. Well, Bryce, Zach, let me let me just address that overreaction because 
Um, I don't. It won't happen. I don't think it will happen, even if it's in convincing fashion. It won't, but I wouldn't be against uh, it. Just because they've had so much success in, in the regular season. And it was only two years ago they almost made the finals, but with a uh, different team, I would say. They, they, they was up uh, they were up 2-0. Nobody talk about that. Nobody talk about that. You hear, uh, you hear about Dallas blowing the 2-0 lead, but you don't hear about Giannis and the Bucks. No, you don't. And... I think if it were to happen, chances are slim again, but if it were to happen, I think the McCollum sign and trade would probably be the most logical thing unless you can somehow get off Lopez's salary and just sign McCollum straight up, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. So, no, Middleton Middleton comes back. I would book that. I'm not against it, it's just, man. They 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 gotta do something now, else. Like Bud, on the other hand, gotta do something else. Very up in there. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I, I thought about talking out. about Bud, but I thought I, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's a perfectly fine reaction if they lose this. This the, the overreaction but, is he should have been out already. Well, here's why they wouldn't, because I can definitely see management saying, "Well, we're playing Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn." <sighs> so what you say last home. year? What's I'm just saying say? that that would be their his, excuse. His theory, his theory is no tools give up threes. Their excuse Joe, last year is Miami made the finals. That's their excuse. But this the thing. You gave up threes. How are you in a three-point shooting league and you want to give up threes? Joe Harris, you don't give Joe Harris threes. You, The whole Miami team was lining up threes. And you know the one thing they did, they guarded long twos, but not threes. That makes absolutely no sense in the world. Versus Toronto. Toronto wasn't shooting good, but as soon as Mark Gasol started making threes, Kawhi started isoing and making threes. Norm Powell making threes. Fred Van Vliet making threes. You know what they said? Giannis protect the rim. What the hell is he going to protect if they shoot 25 to 30 feet out? That is Coach Bud's system. Don't get me wrong. The defensive thing, it looks very good in the regular season. But he doesn't make adjustments. That's that's the biggest thing in the playoffs. No, he doesn't. On the gate, on the, on the, on a play-to-play basis, you need to learn how to make adjustments. Coming out at a halftime, you need to, you need to learn how to make adjustments. We have seen this guy from game to game not make adjustments year by year, series by series. He doesn't make any adjustments. He thinks the regular season and the playoffs is the same thing. I guess you won't win that way. Look at what happened in Atlanta. They got smoked by LeBron them when they had the best record in the league wide. They didn't make not one single adjustment. Cal Corver. Cal Corver will save us. And that's bad. I mean, <laughs> it's more egregious when he's not learning from his mistakes either, right? We ripped him last season for not playing Giannis and Middleton enough minutes, and he does the same thing in game one. I I think that's that's a sign of a bad coach, a coach that's not willing to get better at coaching. He wants to get his players better. Yeah, sure, he did that, but he's not getting better himself. And I think that that's where you got to draw the line. I don't even if, think if you, you make his players better, honestly. I don't know about that. I mean, Giannis developed under he's him. Not, he's not a bad coach. He's, I, I think I the problem is he's just stubborn as hell. I, I, mean, I would he say he won't go away from the, the things that made him work in the regular season. 
I, I don't think Bud is three Zayana's developed completely. I okay. think it's I think Well it's not Jason Kidd. I'll tell you that. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I think. I think all it really was was Giannis took advantage of what he seen himself. Giannis was already becoming this freak of nature athlete, right? All he did was literally run the break. Sure. We we can't sit here and say Giannis' skills has really developed. He just became a freakishly athletic monster. Sure. I don't see one skill that Giannis has developed because of Coach Bud. Maybe not his three point shooting. Maybe his timing defensively, but that'll come when you're an athlete. It'll come. We seen DeAndre Jordan making those same things, and then Doc Rivers said, "Talk more." And literally, we start talking about Doc. Doc Rivers unleashed something about DeAndre Jordan. He he just was more talkative. Well, guys, uh, I think we pretty much covered everything with the Milwaukee uh, uh, Brooklyn series here. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. I think we know how that's going to play out. For being completely honest, let's move over to the West. We gotta we gotta wrap up some series here really quick. All right, we're not we're not breaking down these series. We're just wrapping them up. Nuggets Blazers. How did Denver pull off the game seven win? And what does Portland need to do? In order to get better, they've already fired uh, Terry Stotts. Uh, Dame has put out his li- his want list. Already been denied, denied already by one uh, by one candidate. Zach is rubbing his hands together. He's foaming at the mouth, waiting for his chance to talk about this. Zach, please take it away. Well, Bryce, let me tell you. Isn't this just an adorable victory by the Nuggets, Bryce, who you've called cute? It all is. Season. No, no, you've called them cute all season. Oh. Look at these rosters side by side and tell me why the Trailblazers should have lost. Tell me why. Tell me why, oh, Bryce. Come on. No, come on. no. I'll tell you why they lost. Okay. Because Go for the, it. the Blazers' defense is one of the all time worst. It has sucked all season. And a big part of that is Enos Cantor. Jokic. Oh my god. It is, Bryce. It's yeah, no this coincidence. Is it. This is All the right. angle. See, no, this is what no, Zach is no, aiming no, to do. No, He's no, trying no, to take no. me down with Enos Cantor, who no. barely played in this series. No, he played in the first game. The first game, Bryce. He absolutely played. Jokic uh, always does whatever he wants against anyone. That was the strategy. Let Jokic do whatever he wants. He does Cantor that was regardless. Cantor was the only big man that actually made Jokic work on the other. No, team. no, it, no. He, he smoked no. Nurkic at everything. He smoked them both. That's a, that's a, but, but Cantor Cantor was the only one that made him work on the other side to find fight work, for, fight, fight for offensive rebounds, getting put backs. I didn't see Nurkic do none of that. Oh he my. was too busy in Look. foul trouble or running the uh damn no. Robert Covington to save his ass. No, Bryce Bryce has been high on the Blazers all year. And he's been calling the Nuggets cute all year, even when Murray was healthy. Now Murray goes down, and the Nuggets still beat him in six. That's cute. That is cute, Bryce. Man, we know why they won. That is cute, Bryce. Damian Lillard carried the entire low offensively. He didn't have no damn help. Look, when you get Terry Stott should have got fired seven years ago. When, When you get killed by Marcus Howard and Austin Rivers, you don't deserve to win. You don't deserve to win. Not, they didn't have Jamal Murray or Will Barton, and they still won in six. Bryce, nobody adorable. Nobody, they, they are that. adorable. I said they're an adorable final finals contender. I use that very loosely. Well, this they're, is a cute victory. Yeah, they still not gonna get that. Yeah, they're they're not. But Zach, continue, continue. What about Portland? Portland, look, 
I agree. It was time for a change. Thoughts had to go. Um, I think what he did post Aldridge was very impressive. No. Uh, The last two years, not so much. I understand last year they had injuries, but still. Uh, No. I'll say this. I'll say this. The delusional Lakers fans who think Damian Lillard is going to fall into their lap. Will. Uh, first off, let me tell you. Let me tell you this newsflash to the Lakers fans: your best trade asset is Anthony Davis, but Palenka isn't going to give him up because number one, he's Anthony Davis. Number and two, he gave everything. Yeah, number two, your championship window with LeBron is closing way too rapidly for a drastic move like that. And number three, Palenka Palenka thinks he can swindle Portland, a historically smart organization. Out of their franchise guy and a Portland icon, so that's yeah, it's not let's happening. Cal Kuzma. It's not happening. Your second best asset is a Schroeder sign and trade, and after Schroeder shit the bed, uh, not happening. You'll be lucky to get. He'll go to the Knicks. Probably. I mean, he has no choice. Let's be honest. So that's that's all I've got in this series. He'll go to Milwaukee. I'm looking forward to <laughs> Nuggets Suns. I'm looking forward to it tonight. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 get to that. JD, how'd you see the uh, Nuggets Blazers uh, series? Uh, real quick. Um, absolutely disgusted performance by the Portland Trail Blazers. I feel like it was Damian Lillard versus Denver on on offense. And with the offensive weapons that they had, it's completely ridiculous. Terry Stott should have been fired. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Dane wow. needs to get out of there. They will not put him in a situation to be better and to win. And Damian Lillard, he he's too great of a guy to go down with the with the likes of superstar none champions. I think he deserves one more than probably anybody else. JD, give me two Damian Lillard destinations that you'd no. like to see. And if can it's I, the Clippers or Miami, I'll find no, you. No, right. no, 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 no. Can no. I just to be, say, to be honest, real quick, I, real quick, just let me say, he's not getting traded. He's never getting traded. No, he's not getting traded, no, but I, I want to hear he, this. He needs to be out of there. He I want to hear this. JD, give me two destinations. I really don't have any. I just want him oh, out of there. Fair enough. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Like, like the most, the most that you'll hear me say is, I know this will never happen, but gosh, I would love this. To Philly, get Tobias out of there. I hate oh. seeing Tobias Harris play. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I would love him on Philly. All right, guys. Well. And get, get Tobias out. Well, let me, we, let me throw this guy at you, JD, since you're so anti-stots, and I, I get it. I totally get it. I've been throwing this guy's name out. As a coach, oh, Zach for, loves it. For virtually, Zach loves it. Virtually every position that's available. He's, he's got a room with. But this, this guy. one, this one, I actually think is a really good fit. Mike D'Antoni. Um, they already got offense, and they offense failed them in this series. I don't think I bring in D'Antoni. I don't like. I don't like D'Antoni for them. That's fair. That's fair. I just think he's a great coach, and I'm, I'm throwing him out. I wouldn't call him a great coach. We've seen what his greatness oh, got you my. when you went against me and Bryce last season. <laughs> we've seen what his great. We All seen I'm going to say about you. Mike D'Antoni is that I still think he's a top ten head coach in the league. And uh, that's fine. And uh, he's always lost to better teams. Hey, you wanna you wanna know something that I think. Sometimes thinking is overrated. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Well, we have one other uh, series that wrapped up last week. Um, and it was the Lakers and the Sun series, to, much to Zach's chagrin. But, guys, before we get to your thoughts, we have a mailbag. 
Oh, gosh. We have a mailbag and uh cinema trademark. Yeah, I found it in Zach. Zach, you, you left a piece of mail behind and I, <laughs> I it was addressed to us. I don't know how it got in your mailbox. I just happened to be snooping through some mailboxes and I found well, it. Well, we get a lot of mail at cinema. I might have dropped it. Yeah, it's a, it's OK. We got you. We got you. But uh, it was it, it says from Sugar Daddy Silver. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who that is, but whoever you are, I, you have an interesting uh, you have an interesting plea. Uh, very interesting. And it, it reads and I quote, dear Bryce, there is quite the talent pool in the NBA right now. I'm shocked. I'm so focused on watching LeBron all the time and watching him get to the finals. I I don't see these other players around. I I was trying to watch LeBron and I couldn't help but notice this guy named Devin Booker. Uh, Apparently he dropped 70 points one in, in a game once. I don't recall that one. I think LeBron was playing that night. Do you think there's a chance that Devin Booker would like to play for the Los Angeles Lakers? (laughs) <laughs> Let me know. Sincerely, Sugar Daddy Silver. This is ridiculous. Whoever this guy is needs to get off of it. He needs to get off of it. Wow. Oh, wait, there's there's a postscript, Zach. Hold on. Oh, oh. P.S. This guy, Devin Booker, was so good. I didn't have a chance to 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 rig the series and give LeBron a title. Oh. Who is this guy? Oh. Who does this guy think he is? Well, I think he might live in New York, Bryce. I think we know who he is. New York, really? <laughs> I'd like to visit this guy. Does, it, does he live with our friend Scott Foster? He might. Yeah, they might be roommates or something. My goodness. Ken Maurer as well. Zach, Zach, what do you think about uh, Mr. Silver's letter to us and Devin Booker going to the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, Bryce, you know I've been very critical of the refs, especially in the Lakers Sun series, and rightfully so. I think the like the refs were abysmal. Uh, but in games five and six, there was really nothing they could do because the Suns were so dominant. And I'm not saying this. What I'm about to say, I'm not saying this as a hater because I don't hate the Lakers. I don't hate LeBron, but this is good for the NBA because casuals will be sad to see the Lakers go. But the real dedicated fans like us, Bryce, love it. Who aren't delusional LeBron fanboys have been wanting to see someone new for a long time. I, I mean, I remember in 2018 when this was really close to happening, when Rocket Celtics almost happened in the finals. <laughs> and I just remember rooting for the Celtics really hard because I thought LeBron's prime was ending. No, I was wrong, but at the time, he, you know, we didn't know where he was going to go in free agency, and it seemed like something was going to change. I think the Suns would have won even if Davis had played the whole game, game six. I agree. I agree. I, I think they would have won the series regardless of his health. Devin Booker is about to take a cosmic leap, Bryce, in this Denver series. Cosmic. Interesting. He is about to hop on his silver surfboard and roam the galaxy like nobody's business. He is going from his natural bone claws to some adamantium bone diggers, Bryce, some Wolverine shit. 47 (laughs) points and 13 rebounds. On the road to close out the champs, the Suns answered every Lakers momentum swing with a three, it seemed like. The Lakers had a you know a cute comeback attempt. I didn't I don't think it had any legs. Uh, I mentioned the news flash to the Lakers fans about not getting Dame. I just, if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm concerned right now because 
LeBron, I don't want to overreact, but I don't think we'll ever be the same athletic wise. Uh, Anthony Davis is always, you know, dealing with something. And they might have caught lightning in a bottle last year. Was everybody healthy with the bubble? I think the bubble helped them out a little bit. I think they wouldn't have won the title anyway, but the bubble certainly helped. I just, Suns were a better team. And I think everybody saw it. And the refs really couldn't do anything because the Suns were so dominant. Devin Booker put his stamp on the series. DeAndre Ayton was dominant. He wasn't as dominant in game six. He only had eight points, but he didn't have to be because Devin Booker almost had a 50-piece. Chris Paul is getting healthier as it goes on. I'm still, you know, he won't be 100% rest of the rest of the way, but still Chris Paul, he's still going to manage the game at an elite level. He's one of the 10 best point guards ever, so if he's out there, you're good. I just, Suns were better, and they're they're my finals pick to come out of the West. I think it's going to be them and the Nets. I bet on them to win the finals when I was in Vegas. And so far, it is uh, looking okay. You're look at, looking all right there. Looking all right. <laughs> so, so I mean, here's the thing, and, and I would swing it to J.D., but uh, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. J.D. will be back on with us as soon as possible. I mean, yeah, you're right, Zach. It, the Suns look better. And, and Zach, I've honestly, I've never seen you root for a team so hard before like ever in my entire life, even for our Pacers. And you were pretty hard for our Pacers. You were excited that the Suns were going to absolutely just blast the Lakers. Well, I think the last time I did this, Bryce, with the non-Pacers team was, first off, Mavs 2011 was the hardest I've ever rooted for a non-Pacers team. And then it was probably Rockets 18 and 19, and then the Suns this year. Yeah, they're... it was an it was a great series for us as NBA fans because I think we're starting to see a little bit of the passing the torch. I'm not yeah, saying it's full blown. It, it it's we're starting to get there. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again: we are in a transition period here, and it's awesome because yes. we get to see the guys we grew up with that absolutely just dominated the sport. They're still good, but they're they're starting to wear down. They're starting to wind down their careers. The LeBrons and, and the Chris Pauls. Right. right. We see these guys, Blake Griffins, guys like that. And now we're starting to see these guys that were drafted. And some of these guys were even like, why or who or what are you doing? That these guys have grown drastically. And are starting to dominate these games. We just saw Luka Doncic. Unfortunately, we don't have that series. But Luka Doncic put on an absolute show for seven straight games. We see Trey Young shut down Madison Square Garden and absolutely dominate Philly in game one in their series. We see Michael Porter Jr., who we're going to talk about, take a little bit of a leap. We see Devin Booker absolutely dominate uh, the, the Lakers. This is a fun period in the NBA. It is, it is so fun, and I'm here for it. And I think it would have been a full-blown changing of the guard if the Mavericks had won. I agree. I agree. Not saying that Kawhi's still not great because he is. He, he is. is great. He went Absolutely. to another level, another level in game six and seven. And I'll be honest, Zach, there's no coming back from that for these teams that are about to face him. I'm just going to be straight with no, you. No, he's – I was texting with JD off the record being like – Man, Kawhi, he's looking like 2019. He's looking like Raptors. Yeah. Because yeah. he's putting Something this team switched. on his back. And I think this team's more talented than that Raptors team. And he's just being like, we're not. He even said after game six, like, we're not losing. 
I didn't right. want to. I didn't want to go home. <laughs> it's like if this just guy decides to dangerous. just go, just go. You know, Monster Kawhi, Terminator Kawhi. Who's who's gonna beat him? Right. Who's gonna guard I, him? Nobody. It's insane. It's insane. So I mean, let, let's talk about a little bit about this game here. Uh, or uh, talk about the series. We got game one tonight, Zach. So this is fresh series. We get to give our thoughts and and see how right we are or how bad we are. All right. So our first question on this Suns Nuggets series is we got to talk about the big man matchup. Big man matchup is going to be one of the center focuses on this series. My question to you guys, JD, we'll start with you on this. How does Nikola Jokic attack DeAndre Ayton, who's been fantastic in these playoffs? My guy oh. is Zach's guy. Third best center in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's pump the brakes. No. Say these playoffs. Say these playoffs. But, no, um, honestly, I think Jokic probably play an outside-inside game. For one being, he, he can score both ways, right? But taking Aiden from out the paint go allow guys like Aaron Gordon to feast because nobody on on um Phoenix is physically as big as him. The closest you get is Jay Crowder. Um Michael Porter Jr. should flash a little bit. If he chooses to, we know he wanna shoot. I think that um Jokic probably play outside in. If he chooses to play inside out, I think it'll be smarter because if he gets Aiden in foul trouble, which we know Aiden tends to get into, he didn't the first series though, which was absolutely amazing. But if he falls into it in this series, who they gonna put on him? That's the biggest question. Who you, who you bring in? Dario Sarge? It's, it's, Frank uh, Kaminsky? No, that, it, it's not great. It's, it's not great. Yep. You know, and, but it's also the same on the other end, though. If Jokic getting foul trouble guarding Aiden. JaVale. Yeah, I think. Give they, me some bull, uh, bull minutes. <laughs> give me some bull, bull minutes, baby. I, I don't think JaVale going to cut. I think, I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker will work JaVale McGee off the floor. Absolutely. I could see it. Zach? I, I I think it goes both ways. All about who in foul trouble, but you know. I mean, listen, Michael Porter Jr., most improved player candidate, deserves it. Uh, but this man had a three point game against Portland. Three points. He's the most improved player. Zach Starr, most improved player. He's a candidate. I didn't say he was gonna win. Julius Randle won. I know. I don't give that close of a candidate, though. He was a finalist. He literally listen, was. Listen, being a finalist versus being... Look, you got to have three candidates, right? You got to have three finalists. I think Julius Randle was maybe at the one-yard line to receive it, while everybody else was still at the 50. I wouldn't I agree. quite call him a candidate. I just said they had to give a name up. I agree. I'm just saying he he was literally a candidate. But okay, okay, my apologies. He he had a three point game against the Trailblazers, and he was only averaging eighteen for the series. So he here's my take, guys. I think JD is going to agree with this. He has to be elite for them to beat the Suns. He has to be. He has to average twenty five a night. Twenty five. That's exactly the number I had in mind. Twenty five. Because 
there's going to be games Jokic has to win it by himself. And let's be honest, he can do it. He well, did. Zach, I mean, how do, how do you think Jokic attacks Aiden then? I think he attacks Aiden like he attacks everybody else. I don't think he changes anything about his game. Aiden, he's had problems. I was listening to Kevin O'Connor talk about this on a pod. Um, he said they played each other the last seven times they played each other. Aiden fouled out once. And he said, basically, if this goes seven, Aiden only fouls out once. That's a win for the Suns. And I agree with him. But I don't think Jokic has to change anything, really. Aiton's length is going to be a problem. You know, that's something Nurkic and his Cantor. Strength. His strength. I mean, there were games Aiton absolutely dominated. Bully, you know? Hell no. Drummond, by the way, laughable. Drummond went from making fun of Jay Crowder to getting zero minutes in a deciding game, but that's that's neither here nor there. He's going to have to win some games by himself. I think he can do it. He has done it in the past. The Suns' role players are significantly better than the Nuggets, especially on the wings. Getting Barton back is, is going to help the Nuggets, but I still think... Is it Crowder. for sure? I think it's for sure he's going to help him. I don't think it's going to swing the series by any means. No, I'm saying that, that he'll be back. I think so. They were like, acting it's, like it's he a, was going to come back. Against, back. They were acting like he was going to come back against Portland, and it never happened. I'm guessing. I'm guessing I'll be back, but mm-hmm. who really knows? The guards are no contest. Uh, Phoenix dominates that matchup. Uh, but the wings, Crowder, Bridges, Johnson, and Craig versus Gordon, Barton, and whoever else on the Nuggets. That versatility will be a big test for MPJ and Aaron Gordon. Uh, But like I said, the role players are way better than the Nuggets. Jokic, unlike the Blazers, can't beat the Suns by himself this whole series. I think he'll get a game or two by himself, but he can't beat him four times. Despite the matchup advantage, just because the Suns' uh, defense, helps. the Suns' defense is really, really good, and <laughs> I just think Aiden. Uh, I think Aiden's going to stay out of foul trouble. I really do. He did a good job of it against the Lakers, and I was worried that was going to be a problem, and it wasn't. And I know Jokic is the MVP, and I think he's the best passer in the league, but I just, I don't think Aiden's going to get in foul trouble. I really don't. <laughs> Well, let me ask you guys this. We, we, we've mentioned him already, but uh, Michael Porter Jr., can he sustain his performances? And, and here's what I mean by his performances. Here are his stats. He averaged 18-8 and eight in the first series on a 54-42-91 split. I'm taking that all day long, guys. I'm sure. taking that split all day long, 18-8 and eight from, from a second guy or a role player. I'm, I'm taking that. Yeah. But is he able to sustain that performance against – the Suns' wings, when, and I'm talking about Mikhail Bridges. Uh, he'll potentially see Jay Crowder in a matchup. Uh, he could see Cam Johnson. Will he be able to do what he did to Portland? Zach, give me your thoughts. Well, here's what I would do, Bryce. I'd put Michael Porter's old friend, Tory Craig, on him. Ah, good old <laughs> Tory Craig. Yes, the throw-in. The throw-in from Milwaukee. The throw-in. I bet, I bet Milwaukee. they wish they had him now. Oh, he could be a guy you could use against the Nets. but Interesting. Uh, I guess not. 
instead but, of losing by 33. But he could be in your Jeff Teague minutes, but, you know, why not? Uh, but, no, I think Torrey Craig will be used a lot more than he was against the Lakers. Lakers' wings just weren't that good. I think that's the main reason Torrey Wait, Craig didn't ta- his You mean K- playoff KCP didn't make an appearance? Caleb unfortunately Caleb unfortunately for Caleb, KCP was a total no-show, and so it was Wes Matthews, and so it was Alex Caruso. But it's going to be – I agree with you, Bryce. It's going to be mostly Crowder and Bridges. Probably Bridges is my guess. Cam Johnson, probably the least, but – why not? Tory Craig knows MPJ. Give him, give him some run. Sure. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? Those numbers not cutting it. Eighteen and eight would not cut it versus this team. Got average at least one. Listen, in the playoffs, your number two. If he's giving you eighteen and eight, you're not going far. You, you're gonna need that to turn to 25 and 10 when you down Jamal Murray. This the the Denver team without Jamal Murray seems pretty weak as far as the depth and everything that they got to offer. I think um, he got to average like 25 and 10. But I, I, I love Cam Johnson. I like I like Jay Crowder. Y'all know I like Crowder. Um, Crowder's awesome. Yeah. I like oh, Tory, yeah. what Tory Craig can do. I, up. I, I, yeah, he did. I like I like Bridges. Well, I like what Bridges do. I don't like Bridges because AB do. And <laughs> <in all honesty, laughs> I, I I think that those wings, man. I put Bridges on MPJ. Crowd on um, Gordon. I say the hell with it. As long as Crowder can cheat over on um, I say I say make Aaron Gordon beat us. I I live I live Crowder help off on Jokic. Make Aaron Gordon the top scorer. We we, we know we win that way. Like no matter what, because Monte Morris is not going to pick apart Chris Paul. No, he's not. No, neither, he's my, not. My, neither is Austin Rivers. Uh, um, Austin Rivers and the Devin Booker matchup. Um, oh I'm, god, I'm be not fun. intrigued. Oh god, I, I'm not intrigued. It could be uh, fun. I think it'll it could be, be a little fun. It'll my, be fun for no, Devin Booker. I, no, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm not intrigued. Ba- I'm not intrigued based off of the production coming from both sides. I'm intrigued because they both talk shit. Y'all know me. Ah, I, I love yeah. Talk shit. yeah, yeah. JD loves I, it. I, JD loves it. I know I know Austin Rivers gonna say something like, got your ass. And hey. you know Book go come back, score hey, 13 Crowder. straight and say, and say Yeah, a little salsa. <laughs> book book go come back, drop 13 straight and say, call your daddy. Call your daddy. <laughs> you know. I love it. I love it. Doc on the line. I, I I know it's gonna be some some form of trash talk. I'm intrigued by that. But production on both sides. You can't you can't put up eight to fifteen points and think you're gonna be able to get under somebody who putting up no, seventeen to thirty five a no. night on y'all head. Cause no. there's nobody that's gonna be able to guard Devin Booker. No. And I think Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul might expose 
Jokic on the defensive end. Because, you know, Chris Paul loved to toy with centers. We know this, right? We never seen we never seen nobody toy with Jokic for real. Even though we know he's not a good defensive player, we don't see many point guards go out there and just attack him every play. I think we'll see Chris Paul toy with Jokic a lot. Not only in the one-on-one game, but just the strength of you switch over to me. We seen him do it versus the Lakers. As soon as you switch over, I lob it to Aiden. Book Book and um Chris Paul did it over and over. I think this will be the time where we see Jokic look 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 tired because he's gonna work on both sides of the ball. Sure. Yeah, I got a I got a Chris Paul take. And well let's talk some Chris Paul then. Yeah, let's hear your take, Zach. And then yeah. I, I got some questions for you guys for that. Well, first off, Chris Paul's one of my favorite players ever. And I think all three of us love Same. Chris Paul. I like Chris Paul, yes. Uh, one of the top ten point guards ever, no doubt about it. Maybe absolutely. top five. Maybe absolutely. top five. I could. You could make an argument for it, absolutely, especially uh, stats wise. Yeah, you could. He's my favorite, but ever. Um, the point Hellman, guy. Elman D Rose. Listen, is this? I think the highest high of Chris Paul's career was hitting the game-winning shot against the Spurs. Sorry, JD. When you Sorry, JD. But I think. Beating LeBron in the playoffs is second. I think he that's didn't the beat second. LeBron. He owned LeBron. I think that's the ah. second biggest moment of his career. I think that's the second biggest moment of his career. I, I I can't say I disagree with you, Zach. I I really can't. I mean, it, it's a it's a top Chris Paul moment, no doubt. Let me guys, let me ask you guys this about Chris Paul, and I mean, let's take into account the injury and how what his health is going to be. We saw he was very vital. Um, against the Lakers uh, when the Lakers were trying to come back in that game uh, when Phoenix closed it out. Uh, Chris Paul hit some shots, kind of held the team together when the offense was really stagnant. That stuff is un- is unmeasurable, right? Absolutely. Chris Paul's averages were, I mean, they, they were garbage in the series due, due to his injury. I think, uh, let's see here, he averaged – uh, 3.8, is that? No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. There we go. He averaged nine points, uh, four rebounds, and still eight assists. Again, it doesn't jump off the page to you unless you know what you're looking for. He only oh, shot Ricky 30. Rubio numbers. <laughs> yeah, Rick, <laughs> shout out Ricky Rubio. But, I mean, he only shot 39% from the field, 20% from three-point range, and unusual 75% from the free throw line. So, obviously, that shoulder was affecting him in the series. We saw it. But they didn't need – they only needed Chris Paul in these vital moments. How vital is he going to be in a series like this – where Denver can can sneak some games out, especially when you have a guy like Nikola Jokic on your team. JD, give me your thoughts about the great Chris Paul. Um, extremely useful just based off his impact. Uh, it's not just the numbers. You know, some guys go beyond. Help Jay Crowder go beyond the numbers. Michael Bridges go beyond the numbers. This is a team that has those guys that like you just need them. Like these are the makeup of what um. Miami had last year. Just a bunch of tough go-getters that they just affect the games. Sure. Dollar value is high wide. He just affects the game. Chris Paul is one of those guys on a whole nother level. Him, him and Rondo. Him and Rondo don't have to have any points and can be player of the game. Just Absolutely. because 
the way that they pick apart the game. They can point out every single thing of a play. They know your play is better than you. They, the, this is a guy that he could tell book every time you come off a screen and they double hit the corner man because they flashing too far up top. Like this is the kind of impact that he he would just have. The things he was telling campaign, they not running with you. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Like it's just simple stuff like that. Because we already know he's the most established player on the team already. When he's feeding you that kind of confidence, what else do you feel you can do? I agree. You just want to go harder. Now you feel you can do more. No, I say I think that. I I don't care how far Denver made it last year. They don't got a Chris Paul type of impactful player. No, they don't. No, Jokic, don't. all his – everything Jokic does is similar to Luka. Out, outside of Jokic. the numbers. They don't have it's a guy. It's only inside the numbers. Yep. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's still a completely different impact. These guys, it's only in the numbers. It's the beyond the numbers that win playoff games. I agree. Oh, I seen, think Jokic goes beyond the numbers a little bit. Uh, I don't know. So. I think he does. I think I, I think his thinking still shows in his numbers. The way he breaks down the team is always in his numbers because of his assists. But with Chris Paul, his is not the assist. And he's a high-assist guy. We know his assist to turnover ratio is phenomenal. Historic. I think, I think lifetime, it's like three-something. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's beyond it's beyond the numbers just off the strength of he's not getting a direct assist every time. It's the it's him being on the floor and just being able to read everything. Him coming to the sideline without touching the floor and just reading what's going on. Oh, watch the back screen here. Help over Jay. We seen this last the last series. I think it, it goes so far beyond what is what he's gonna what it's gonna show. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that either team has anybody but Chris Paul whose impact is that high. Now Jokic is turning into numbers is absolutely valuable, right? But now you got two guys on Phoenix who numbers can bring that same balance if you combine them. And Book and Aiden. Now you yeah. bring the outside influence over Chris Paul. We we don't see nobody on Denver providing. I mean, Paul Millsap can only tell you so what. He was never a top guy at his position. No. Um who who Austin Rivers, what can he say? I've been I was on Houston last year. I was on um, the Clippers. Yeah, I mean Michael Porter Jr. can tell you what. I, I can score the basketball really well. Well, here's something, I mean, Chris D- Paul. You, you were talking about the stats don't say it all with Chris Paul, and I, I totally agree. Cameron Payne, who is another guy Caleb Lynn needs to eat it on. Cameron Payne's been great this playoffs. But the offense runs yeah. way more smoothly when Chris Paul's in there than, than with campaign. Yeah. And that's something the stats, yeah. you know, that's just eye test shit. You know, the, the stats can't tell you that. I completely agree. I mean, with campaign, we know he coming downhill or he's spun up up top. Right. With Chris Paul, the fact that he can get into the TTO defense and make the bounce pass when it shouldn't be made, that leads to a DeAndre Ayn foul or layup. We know he 
Chris Paul know all the tricks of the trade. He can hit you with the dirtiest screen and make it look clean. That leads to Devin Booker making one shot, finding his rhythm, and then you can't guard him anyway. Like, that's the kind of impact that he just brings. He's such an influencer. Yep. Yep. Yeah, CP, CP3 is valuable in every respect of the game. I do have one more question before we get to overreaction, boys. Uh, so, how can the Suns manufacture enough to get past Denver after beating Sugar Daddy Silver's team, the defending champions, Los Angeles Lakers? And I actually have a suggestion how they can manufacture enough to get past Denver. I think that comes in the form of Devin Booker. Devin Booker averaged 29-6-5 last series against the Lakers. Can't play in big games, though. No, he cannot. Obviously, he cannot. <laughs> he can't. And and Zach, on this split, you can't win games. 49, 43, and 94. You're no, definitely not can't. winning games on no, that split. That's not winning. Gentlemen, talk to me about how the Suns manufacture enough offense. And talk to me a little bit about Devin Booker. Zach, lead it off for us. Well, I said it uh, a little bit ago. Devin Booker is going to take a cosmic leap in in these playoffs. He's going to get his adamantium claws in this in this series. But I think it's a fairly easy answer, Bryce, is that the Nuggets don't have enough scoring outside of Jokic and Porter to keep up with the Suns' offense. And the Suns' defense has been the most underrated part of their team the whole season. So I think it's going to be fairly easy for them to get points, especially, I mean... I mean, look, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I think the best backcourt remaining in the playoffs. I don't think it's close. It's definitely up there. And who else can we name? Right. And Mitchell. Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. (laughs) Like, come on. It's just, well, Trey Young and, uh, and and Bogdan, that's that's up there, but uh, no, nah. I would Stop. take I would take Chris Paul and 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 Devin Booker over both those guys. Devin Booker is climbing the ranks among my favorite players outside of the Pacers. He's just unbelievable, <laughs> and I just I he's like I said, he's gonna take a cosmic leap. The points are gonna come from him. I think he's gonna average thirty for the series just because nobody can guard him on Denver. Thirty easily. Book it. Book it, Bryce. Lock it in. Book it. Lock it in. 30 points for Booker. Averages 30 points this series, and the Suns win it four games to two. Lock that in as well. Wow, Suns in six. Suns in six because... I had Phoenix in six. I think Jokic, and I was talking off the record with JD about this, that I think the Suns or the Clippers are coming out of the West, and I have to rock with my Suns because I've been rocking with them all season. I can't go against Kawhi. You know that. We know how it is. We know how it is. And I bet the Suns. I bet the Suns in Vegas. So I'm financially obligated to say the Suns are going to win the title. (laughs) But folks, we have some bias in in this podcast. (laughs) I apologize for Zach Griffith. But the Nuggets going to put up a fight. They absolutely are. They're also one of my favorite teams outside of uh, the Suns. So. Uh, give me Suns and six. I think the points will come fairly easily. I think the defense will be the key for the Suns. JD, talk to me about Booker and uh, how the Suns manufacture enough offense. Um, I don't think they got to manufacture enough offense when you got an unguardable player. It's just like Jokic 
that is your offense, but it's only going to ride to a certain extent when you got to do everything on the floor. He got to rebound. He got to be the – I mean, you can argue – when when it's just him and MPJ on the floor, a lot of times they the best shooters on the team. Yeah. Yeah, he can. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he got so much he gotta do. With Devin Booker, he got one job. Go be Devin Booker, just score. Score. He didn't put up 70 by accident. He already had 50 something going into the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah, his team lost, but if you telling me you can come into the fourth quarter with 50-plus already. We know he's a bucket. Absolutely. He's a bucket. You can't take that away from him. And then you got the likes of DeAndre Aiden. Aiden, Aiden really, in this, in this series, could be an unguardable piece because Jokic is not a defender. Third best center he, in the NBA. He, Say it with me. He's Say it not with, a defender. Say it with me. KD, are you buying the third best center in the league, DeAndre Ayton? I can name four. I'll take over him. Oh, uh, no. what? Oh, eat it, Zach. What? Eat it on that. Oh, give me, no. listen here. Give me the MVP, Joel Embiid. Give me. Well, the, no, I said the third give best. Me, give me, listen. That that's two right there. Give me Bam out of bio, then I. Uh, Carl oh. Anthony Towns. No, I'm not I, taking Aiden over Carl, Embiid and Jokic. I'm not. Carl, give me Carl Anthony Towns and Bam. Then I think of Aiden. The, I I can see taking Towns over him. I definitely can. But after that, after that Milwaukee series, man. Bam yeah, is, but let, let's be honest. Just because we're gonna go based off one series this year, he still had a four three series last year. Yeah, he did. What he did way more than Aiden did in his one series. Aiden might do it in three full series. We'll see. Yeah, we still it's still it's still to see, but you know I gotta go based off what's been proven. And where, where uh, does where does Gobert rank for you? Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, J- that's JD's guy, Gobert. Do you have Valanciunas over Gobert? I'll take Valanciunas. Capella. I'll oh, take yeah. Capella. I'll take yeah, Capella. Yeah. I agree. I'll take Capella. You know, y'all know I don't like this guy. Vujovic. Vujovic. I take I take Vooch. I he's, take Vooch. Yeah, right. he's a bull now. He's Purtle? Jakob Purtle? I I I I I got I got to give him a little song. Right, we found, the, back, back we to found the line, talk. folks. We found the line. Back to Booker talk. <laughs> no, I think I think Booker man, he just can't be guarded in this series. With the likes of DeAndre Aiden being somebody that's going to be able to get a bucket with no problem. I mean, Aiden didn't prove his 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 ability to score when he was getting buckets versus the Lakers big men who are all better than Jokic on the defensive end. Then you take in the likes of um Chris Paul, man. I think Chris Paul just gonna have that imprint, man, where it the numbers might not say it, but he's just gonna he just gonna wreak havoc, man. With or without Jamal Murray, Chris Paul would still be Chris Paul, you know. And I think, I think they'll be able to get the points. the The defensive end, they'll get enough stops. I don't see. I say six games at most. I can see it ending in five. I think Jokic's gone. I think Jokic and Porter have a game where they could bound for like seventy five. 
Yeah, I think I, Jokic gets a game by himself. I, I can I can see Jokic still in the game by himself. That's why I say six. But I know for sure one of those games, I can see him man Porter going for like 75. It's going to be one of them games where Porter come out like 10 of 11, 7 for 8 from the 3. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and this before the fourth quarter comes. You know, I, I right, could just yeah. see it. Like, Porter becoming one of those guys where, you know, you're walking bucket. I, I want him to do a little more on offensive end than just be a shooter. But for sure, I think, um, I think, I think right now, Denver got to look at it as in every play could be our last. Let me ask you guys this. The only way they can steal it. Let me ask you guys this. If Murray plays, who are you picking? Give me the Suns. I agree. Give me the Suns. Give me the Suns. I got a, uh, I got a good overreaction here for you guys. Uh Last thing before we go tonight. Say Booker averages the exact same thing he does from the first series against the Lakers. Remember, that is 29-6-5. If he averages that and they win this series, Devin Booker has to be in the conversation as a top 10 player in the league. JD, give it to me. Top 15 at least. Top 15 at least. Top 10, that's tough. I can't go top 10. Fair I enough. Can't, I can't go top 10. I want to, but it's even just at his position alone where I'm arguing Helmer Mitchell, Helmer, uh, what's oh, my take, guy name? I'll take Hel- Booker over Mitchell. Helmer Bradley Beal. Like, these are guys, I think they, they kind of bring in similar things, you know what I'm saying? Or even just his his age group alone. Helmer Jason Tatum, Helmer JB. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's one of them things where, like, I have to really sit down. And I don't think he cracked the top ten because we still – we got three in um, Brooklyn that I'm taking. We got three in L.A. hands down that I'm taking. That sits of the top ten now. Interesting. Interesting. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for being on the first edition of Shouty Sanity with me. Yeah, it's been yeah. a great episode, guys. So before we go, though, rate, Plugs. subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on your podcast form of choice. Apple, Spotify, uh, Tuned In. Uh, there's some other other ones that I'm forgetting. Oh, well. But follow us on social media, at The Running Hook on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. We have the Alex and Dylan Basketball Power Hour. We're actually getting an A-B monologue at some point this week. So, Alex, we're definitely looking forward to that. Yes, I'm shamelessly plugging. We have to. We got to support the other folks. JD, tell me what you got going on. Uh, Well, you know, us three together got the battleground rocking and – I'm excited for our next episode because I, I just I just can't wait to talk about we're uh, back. We're back. I, I wanna go in on a couple of the coaches like Stotts. I wanna talk about Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk about Oh man. I, I, I got a lot I gotta get off my chest, you know, and it's no no better. Maybe place. It should, maybe it should just Brown? be a, it should be a JD monologue, maybe. <laughs> it's no better place than do it than the battleground, baby, and then uh Working on, I, I took a little time off from uh, fashion stats. I wanted to get a bunch of different things together for it because I'm ready to. I'm finna hit a new wave when it comes to that. I'm probably about to 
just start dropping week after week after week. I'm 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 really excited about what's coming with that. Excellent, excellent. Zach, tell us what's going on over at the cinema. Listen, it's been a minute. Listen, cinema's been on hiatus. I've been uh you know, the network is focusing on NBA playoffs, and why wouldn't it? Because NBA playoffs are rocking right now, so cinema is on a little hiatus, but we're back this week because at least Uh-oh. one show, because Loki is starting up. Uh-oh. Me and Alex starting our Marvel recaps uh, back up this week. So we got we got that. We got uh, favorite movies. Wolf of Wall Street with Devin Voss is in hey. the queue. That is coming up. And J.D. Hall, let me tell you, we, <laughs> we have been talking about this for a long time. The Boys in the Hood 30th anniversary pod with you and your brother, Jamal. I'm looking... I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah, 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 same. We gonna lock it in, man. We gonna lock it in, man. I, I am hoping within the next two weeks because this is one of my ten favorite movies ever. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, actually, within yeah, we we can we can within this week. Actually, Bright Bryce, I don't know if we told you, but if you don't know, Zach go get the exclusive about the movie that I was just in. Oh, this is yes. new. Yes. Zach yeah. getting exclusive. This is what we do at Shaddy Sanity here. We break news. We break news, people. Listen, listen. Yeah, Jamal's getting, movie will be heavily featured on that on that episode. No doubt about it. Zach get me and my brother on that and get the whole breakdown of all of that, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's like no overstatement to say one I think it's one of the most I think it's one of the most important movies of the last 30 years. I think I'd put it in my top 5. I really would. Sure. I sure. really would. Um I'm really interested to get you guys perspective on that. I just think it's awesome. Uh best picture draft. Bryce will be on that. Alex will be on that from 1990 to this year, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um and then what else we got? Yeah, we got a couple Fast more things. Six. Fast, Fast six. six, yeah. JD's favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> he and Devin will be on that one. Uh, if not this week, it will be next week. Fast nine is coming, folks. It is coming fast. So yeah, it is. Cinema, we're we're coming back. Come back with a vengeance. Uh, no, no midweek win sanity this week. Uh, Caleb is on vacation. Uh, we will be back uh, on our normal schedule next week, starting Monday with myself and Zach. We'll uh, see how these uh, these series are playing out for us. Uh, we also have top top shoulda woulda coulda sometime this week coming big 12 team mystery big 12 team you'll have to tune in to find out uh what team that is and then we got divine rhyme on j cole month uh they're off this week but they're gonna start sturgill simpson next week i know will and uh and dylan are big fans of sturgill simpson i have not listened to too much of his music if i'm being completely honest but hey that podcast may change my mind. And then we got our non-running hook plugs here. We got from one young soul to another, Dylan Hughes's book. Go out and buy that. You can find that on Amazon. And then Den of Dorks with DJ Deke. Yes. Uh, just a quick uh, Google search. You can find that. Uh, if you're into uh, board games, uh, role-playing games, anything like that, that is the podcast for you. And for me, for Zach, for JD, Absolutely. signing off, first edition of the Shady Sanity Podcast. <laughs>